The Hair of the Dog Killed the Pain, a uh, song to Mickey Finn. A song for Mickey Finn uh, called The Hair of the Dog. Memory of him. Killed the Pain. My brother. Uh, about the drink and stuff like that. I remember the days when you first hit the scene. You were larger than life and you played like a dream. I remember the days when you first hit the scene. You were larger than life and you played like a dream. Yeah. You played just like a dream. And the people that came from near and far to witness your magic at the bio jar. And the people they came from near and far to witness your magic and the bio jar, yeah. Come play is another one, you're gonna go far. Come play is another one, you're gonna go far. <laughs> It was in, at a New Year's Eve party in the Ornmore Castle. It was 76, I can't recall the first. And Alec Finn's, Leonie's home. Incredible, this medieval castle and the big fire. So I went out there and it's... The whole setting was just... The setting was absolutely fantastic. This beautiful castle and all the stone and... Uh, Incredible fire, not just beautiful things they have in there. Foods laden with, or tables laden with food. And, uh, a big fireplace and, and, and candles everywhere. And big, the whole big tree was burning in the fireplace, it was that big. And it was like a film, you know. People were dressed up and, and, and put out on big, huge tables and the wine was flowing and it was just incredible something like out of a dream you know remember those films tom jones or whatever it was in those days or wonderful food romantic everything and very kind of romantic kind of feel to the whole thing and and i i had um, i was very rom and ireland to me was in those days romantic very romantic place like a film you know in those days and then I spotted Mickey there in the crowd dancing he was off dancing and he had this big hat um, and he had this big hat and hair was flying all over the place and long beard flying all over the place he was very visual Big CIA. leather hat and his um, reddish coat. long, Fly. big <laughs> long coat flowing around. Yeah, and it's I such just a dancing. picture. It's just mm. such a picture, you, you know. Swirling around the place dancing. Beautiful. <clears throat> and I thought, wow. <laughs> he was a great character. He was the character of Galway, you know. And the beer it flowed, the whiskey it rained down, all around you. And what do you do when the sun rises up in the morning? When your body it shakes and the nerves they quake in the morning? To the early house for another one. The hair of the dog will surely kill the pain. Please kill the pain. Please kill the pain.
Just kill the pain. Pain. He was born with Kenny. This week sees the third anniversary of the death of the fiddle player Mickey Finn, who passed away on the 15th of April 1987 at the tragically young age of 35. Then he went to school in Kellen. Mickey was a very innovative, versatile and influential player whose interests went far beyond traditional music into the worlds of contemporary music and rock. He was full of life. But it was mainly with traditional music and musicians that he spent the 15 years of his adult playing life which saw him based largely in the Galway area. But then I got a bank house five or a month. So we, we reared the children. We were 14 years in Callan, most beautiful town in Ireland. We, we did all sorts. I, I loved Callan. The boys, it was uh, idyllic. And man was, there was rabbits and, and uh, uh, cats and dogs in the house. And, uh, it was an open house, I'm sure you were in there. I remember you, I think. Yeah, yeah. and she was... Was it hard to leave uh, Callan that time? Well, it was terrible, for the boys especially. The boys, it was an awful wrench, 14 years, you know. And they were part of the, the scene. But, uh, yeah, and you go up to the, to the stony walls of, of the west of Ireland. I was never in the west of Ireland. And, uh, I still remember being devastated when he left. Oh, yeah. 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 We corresponded for ages. And, Did um, you really? I didn't know um, that. Yeah, no, yeah. It, it, it filtered out. Really? But, uh, oh, but I was devastated when he left. Yeah. After school, no, you used to meet and all that. Yeah, I, I idolised him to, a, to an extent. I was um, only child uh, living yeah, in a fairly remote <laughs> rural area. Uh, we, we had uh, uh, adjoining desks as well, you know, so we were beside one another oh, yeah, in the yeah. classroom as well. Yeah. Mickey just seemed to me the epitome of everything, you know, the house was full of, uh, in the house within the town, tall, three stories, narrow, skinny house. It was almost like out of a, uh, a kid's fairy story. Um, steep stairs and the, and the giggling and oh, yeah. the, the sniggering and the jokes and Joke all of that oh, yeah. you were always in trouble he, he very rarely <laughs> I suppose would have entered into my thinking uh, as the years sort of passed by apart from the coincidence of meeting him uh, years ago in London um, but I'd sometimes look up at the at the house and I would remember him and you would almost expect to see the, the, the white headed kid you know with the pug nose sort of looking out the window at you so there you are for sure Outside, probably getting everything ready to walk in the door. He's with a hat on, a leather hat. Oh yeah, he was impressively Mickey, uh, Mickey Finn, the fiddler. Like. That was him. Like. Cellar Baron Galway. That was just we used to go into town to see the kings of Swerve, and they were the people at the top table. There. That was uh, it. Was brilliant. That's what dragged in the people into Galway. A lot of people came in, and that's what started the whole. But then Mickey would walk in, straight in with the fiddle. Mickey had a lovely way of walking. He, he had an affected walk like this. He'd, when he, cool, kind of a 
shoulders moving uh, kind of a forward head at an angle at 45 degrees nearly, or it looked like that. Big, big, big Afghan coat at one stage, you know, the big fur around the neck and fur down the middle where the buttons and the big long coat, the, the hat, leather hat. Um, that was one, uh, he had a big long black coat another time, like, you know, a bit like John Lennon, you know, there's a picture of John and Yoko with the, uh, right, Sean, he was like Sean Lennon, the barman, Sean was, he always had a bit of slag in the house, Sean, down with the pint, Sean, pint, you know, and he'd make you sit down, open the fiddle case, rosin the bow and all this, and ready, you know, Terry would be there, and the session would start up then, whatever. So he would he would go to the early house in the morning for the for the cure and um, as he as he was getting cured he would I, I know he loved Sadie a, a lot he he loved me he he and he was getting starting to feel good with the drink inside him I know a bit about drink as well so. I, I can see it from his side, my side, and just the way it goes, like, generally, how drink can... You can be up, you can be... It, it gets harder and harder, like, to keep up, to keep it going. But uh, as a lot of people, even reformed alcohol, they, they will say they wouldn't, they wouldn't kind of uh, undo it in a way they did enjoy the, some of the good days. Uh, you know, heaven was heaven, and just great crack, and flag holes, and... The whole works like that. Just, In those days. It was great times, like, but uh, there reaches a time when you, you go over the hill, the crest, and you go back down into the trough. I, I, I mean, he, he told me at the... Stoking the fire, like, uh, it's not... The very early stage that the doctors had given him three, four months to live, and that's when I, oh, oh, he has a drink problem, and not really knowing what that meant, I thought, oh... I can cure it, I can fix that. <laughs> you know, I actually thought that I would be able to. Do you think when you're trying to get into the early house in the morning? Making go off the drink. Is there any self-awareness there? Oh, there is, but, but the only way out is to get drunk. <laughs> the, the, once you're cured, you're, you know, you're there, you're okay, like that. I know that Mickey and Corky and all. For quite a long time, I think. I, yeah. He, he, I was thinking, well, he stopped because of me, or he stopped if if we're married, if he stopped if he has his own baby, or... In Mike's, Mickey's case now, he, he did, he'd have, he never had an epilepsy ring, but he suffered seizures from withdrawal, you know, when he was and he might be carted off to hospital, and that was a chance for him to maybe to go to Sister Concilio's. Like, he needed something like that to get there. But he wouldn't just volunteer, like, out of the blue, walk out of the pub and pour his glass of whiskey down the drain and say, I'm going, giving up, and I'm going up to... But um, no, it was, uh, you don't do that. You, that, that, that this you just have to want to yourself, don't you? And uh, that's, that's really it. That's... Frightening place, isn't it? Took me quite a long time before I realised that. Um, you, know, you knew that when, whenever he started getting those seizures, yeah. it would be, wouldn't be long before he quit for for a while. Yeah, anyway, he, he, he might quit. go once or twice to the hospital and and come back on out again. Did and go the back only thing the that did frighten him like it was but that he, he um, would end up. 
you you have to fix yourself before you can reach out to and do something outside yourself so the drink was there and it started being fun again so he, he always put it off the the long finger is that what you say I do it later I sort this later but the the later never came because there was the drinking had to the drink was there and was number one did you ever think there was a possibility that he would give it up entirely oh yeah I I I, I thought that Oh, I kept thinking that, that he would, from when I first met him, I thought, yeah. People were always sort of advising me to leave him. And, and I know that for, I probably should have, but... I wasn't able for it. Um, the, the the birth of my ba- daughter Sadie kind of woke me up. And Welcome to another program of daily. of daily happenings in this country of ours. <laughs> yeah. This week we have John Finn. <laughs> You're welcome to the program. No, there. Uh, what do you think holds for the traditional Irish music at this stage of the time? Holds for it. Holds for it. In other words, um, there seems to be a lot of young <coughs> musicians cropping up. Uh, uh, groups like Dickler Fitz. Dickler what type Fitz. of I haven't heard them. What type <coughs> of music do they? Uh, oh, uh, sort of a, a jazzed up uh, sort of tradition. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you think this would it'd be rather popular with the uh, modern listeners of music in general? Uh, there would be little pieces of the old rock and roll music and fiddle playing. Uh, oh yes. Hint, hint. <laughs> <laughs> Did you join in at any of their sessions? Well, I, I stay a bit bower on. I heard a little joke. I heard you weren't let. What? I thought my egg Right, perform another little show. When Mickey left Callan, the only other time our paths crossed was by coincidence. Uh, they were either sheltering from the rain or else they were, they were busking. I, I think they were sheltering from the rain. Outside Kilburn and, Tube Station um, in the late 1960s. I wanted to get a bus up to Cricklewood and... Between the tube station and and the bus stop, something made me stop and go back. I actually recognised his nose. Um, don't ask me why I did, but uh, uh, and met him and brought him back, fed him and watered him, and uh, he said he had, uh, um, I think, an offer of a job or someone was going to give him a start somewhere, and that was it. Never saw him. Early seventies. That would have been early seventies, yeah. From seventy, I, I thought sixty nine or seventy, but in around that, yeah. Oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah, he was, yeah. And then, 
last year. Mickey's brother Billy contacted me last year and it was somehow like a visitation by his ghost. And uh, I was shocked at that stage to realise yeah. you know, that he had died. And I never knew, you see, that he had gone, to, gone on to be the famous or infamous person that he turned out to be. Yeah. Right. Change. Mickey's friends a room above the crane bar in Galway that was the only time he ever had money so when he was off the drink so he used to actually take the notes out and iron them with <laughs> and then he fold them carefully and then put them in the tobacco box and every night he used to open the, this box and Counted the notes. <laughs> and, yeah, I, I remember going iron, back, you know. running out of money at some stage, and I, I knew me, I knew he was after drink. I knew he'd have money. I remember going back to him, back to the yeah. there in, in Henry Street, and exactly as you say, he had a drawer, and he'd open it up and take it out, and he was being, he was the, oh God, he made it hard for me. Carry <laughs> <laughs> short all in front of me. But it, it became like. I came to a stage when like, there were hardly enough musicians to fill the gigs then. So I suppose the pub saw that there was uh, th that kind of interest there, so we were all flying it. The days weren't long enough for us with the gigs <laughs> at the time. Probably millions of stories. I suppose we should have them talking as well. <laughs> they could tell. They, they have it all. They were probably so. <laughs> <laughs> probably owes them a few. <laughs> <laughs> Did Mickey live here in this house? Mm-hmm. He did. This was that the house he... Oh, yeah, he let me... Yeah, moved here. When was it? When was Sandy born? She was born in 83. Mm. And that's it. He loved it up here, I think, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Mm, did he go on a train with her one time, I don't know if they... He'd be out the door straight away, and um, he, he, I mean, towards the end, he probably wouldn't come home until about four o'clock in the morning, you know, and he might only stay two, three hours in the house for a bit of a sleep. Somebody would have brought him home. Left him there, and he'd come in and wake up the house, and yeah, he was the first to arrive in the pub and the last to leave. Yeah. They were good times. 
<laughs> in our relationship. You know, that was... It was hopeful. Every time it was hopeful. And he was hopeful. I think I, I remember going to, <clears throat> uh, what do you call this, Al-Anon Al meetings. I went to a few of those meetings, Al-Anon, like for support for family and friends of alcoholics. And, and uh, I suppose I was, I was only in my early 30s then, and um, I looked around in the room. It was mostly women. And most of them were a bit older than me. And they looked so sad and down that I thought, I kind of thought to myself, Jesus, this, this is what happens when you, to you, when you live with an alcoholic. And, and, and the way I th think the only thing I sort of can remember from those meetings is that there was nothing you could do, really. You had to accept it, and it was a disease, and, and it had nothing to do with you and all that. But, but the, and you had to, oh yeah, you had to detach yourself. That was a word they use, used, and I didn't know how can you detach yourself from a, a person and still feel close to them. It just didn't make sense to me, and 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 I I just I couldn't forget the the faces of these women. How. So tired and bitter looking they were. And that made a big impression on me. And I just felt, Jesus, no way I'm going to become like that. So that, 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 that made me kind of start thinking. The last time I saw you was outside the tube station in Kilburn. And now another coincidence. The lad who was with Mickey outside the Kilburn tube station walks into the room above the crane bar in Galway. How long did you wait outside the tube station? <laughs> Tell me, remind me again about it. I, I mean, I, my recollection is that I walked out of the tube station, I was walking up the road for the bus, turned back. I remember seeing, the, seeing Mickey um, and something, and I hadn't seen him since he was 11. Mm. I, what age would he have been at that? I mean, he has to have been around maybe, would have been 20 uh, at that stage. And I still recognised him, the boy that was there. I saw it in his face and um, came back. And what you you came up with me, and I think you came up to my where we had a, a bedsit, isn't that right? You did. The two yeah. of you came up, to, and, and I, you had something to eat up in my place. 
that would have been about the only bit we had to eat while we were to the few days we were in England, I'd say. <laughs> oh, we lost a good few people there. We had an appointment somewhere anywhere. Yeah, we, had no, we, had, we had no ass. Find to find it in the pub. <laughs> no, no, there was a third guy, another guy from Shrews that came with us. We, we went in one door of the pub and out the other, and the man was left inside. <laughs> I had a guitar, Mickey had the fiddle. I couldn't play the guitar for love or money. Were you I would, that day? Not at all. I, would, I, I just brought the guitar to have something in my hand. But as soon as Mickey was gone, when he came back, I had a few bob, but I was minus the guitar and the fiddle. We, we, I had sold both of them. But Mickey didn't give it in, because we had the price. Actually, we got a gig in the pub <laughs> to play in the pub. But uh, the, the, the equipment was gone when he came back, because I couldn't play anyway. Like whether Mickey could have carried it with me, just hitting things, I don't know. But uh, that's... and. Uh, we met an Englishman shortly after that, and um, he stuck up a conversation with us and uh, wanted to know where we. We told him our story that we had no money, and basically, and he, he was going deeper and deeper into his pocket all the time. And Jesus says, "This guy's going to work, really." But he eventually gave us the price of two cups of tea. <laughs> <laughs> the further down he was going, I think. <laughs> It was the biggest letdown I ever got. But uh, we went from that to um, Wales. We figured we'd, we'd hitch on the snake on the, on the, on the boat back. But uh, unfortunately, the boys in blue thought otherwise. So the men handled us into the, the back of the paddy wagon <laughs> and brought us to the station. Which is, I'd say, if we were a week gone. Uh, life was a, an adventure to Mickey anyway. Up until the day he died, it was still just one big adventure. And like I got sucked in kind of to mainstream when you get married and have a blast of kids and so on and so forth. You're, it's not that your ideals change or anything like that, but reality sinks in. And um, no, he was a, he, he was a, he was a once-off Mickey. I think Mickey had, he had, in the hospital, he had fought for a while, like, but at this stage he was gone, it was nearly all over. And myself and you, Billy, were, were one each side of Mickey on the bed, and there wasn't a mega out of Mickey for, but we were there beside the bed, you were kind of, go on Mickey, come on Mickey, this kind of thing. And suddenly his hand, his right hand came up on your side of the bed, and you held it like, you know. And then he put down his right hand, and I was on the other side of the bed, and his left hand came up, and I held it. And he put down that. And that that's all, but that, that, you know, I don't know what that was. Was that heaven? Was that something else? What? Because there was no, he never, that was all, there was nothing else. But, but something... He was telling us he was okay, like, somehow, or that that's, he's fine, that good luck, and it's okay. So, that's the only thing.
I never saw Mickey after that. He went his own road. This is a reel called the boys are locked, or the boys are the lock, sorry. You know, it's just the most important thing, heavy money. And usually, Mickey was usually cute enough, he'd probably have a fiver or a tenner stashed. Even when his money ran out, the rest he'd have that for the morning. Not always, but he'd usually have it. So that was his entrance fee down to the harbour bar in and get 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 the pint and the half one usually, I think. That's, if he had a brandy in port, maybe. To, after one or two, he'd have to be cured. So maybe three or four drinks. And then the, the smile, the eyes, the, it'd be happy. And then the fiddles would be taken out and other whoever was a bit of music and off on the merry-go-round again. Like. And when you were talking to there, the cure, that's a physical need, isn't it? It is. It takes over, I suppose. It becomes more important than anything else. The cure, it's a physical thing. You actually would shake. And you, you would have kind of, not hallucinating, but kind of nightmares and stuff. He just wanted, he just didn't care, you know. Just as far as I, my memory of it at the time now, um, he, Mickey had kind of, I felt he'd given it up. You know, just said, this is it. Like, he just drank. But there was no, there was no cracking it anymore. He wasn't um, the great man again. This time he was just drinking. And I'd always send Mammy in first to see what, what was he like, you know. Me, I hit him if he was too bad or, you know. We had to we had to bring him to we brought him to uh, what do you call the nun? Sincilia. Yeah. Was that the first time I think? Yeah. Then we brought him to John of God. Then we brought him to uh, to um, let Banlaslow looks like And uh, then he came down one time to us at Christmas, and he he was off, he went off for for the Christmas. And, oh, he didn't, but he was. Take, take it easy. And we were in the bank house in in in, uh, in, in uh, Roscommon. Christmas over, and uh, it was great to have him home. And he was, and I gave him a bottle of stout or something. And of course, a bottle of stout was no good to him. I'm sure I didn't realise this at all. He was sitting at the fire, and he would suddenly he began to shake a bit. So I, uh, I went downstairs and he went to the kitchen or something. And next I heard a bang, and he he had to come down the stairs and he fell. Hopped his head off the floor of the, you know, down the stairs. He, he blew out like that. His eye and everything. So we brought him to hospital. And uh, Christmas Day. <laughs> but another time too, I, I remember. I'll never forget this. <laughs> Passing through Galway, I was fishing in Lock Corbin, was it? Yeah. Out the road, in the bank. Okay. And I kept coming back anyway. And, uh, and a bad head on me. And, and uh, just coming around where he was, I saw him staggering, just barely walking into a shop. And I, I, I'm going to stop, and I didn't. And I, I cried all the way home. Uh, half when I was home, I just, you know, I should have gone back and taken him and all that. But, uh, but he was uh, in a very bad way, he could hardly walk. Like an old man, you The doctors always told us that, that. Suddenly, you know. Another few months, were you six of drinking, or you six he, feet he, under? The year before he died, remember, he came up to us in Roscommon, he was offered for 
for about six or seven months, I think. I suppose you don't really... He came out of Ballinasloe, I think, we yeah. landed in Ballinasloe. Believe it. And he was clear and... and uh, Aunt, I think... He, he was lovely. We went out to the Abbey Hotel for a meal and that. And Sadie with him as well. Not too sure. And we had photographed him and he was, he was really calm. And Until the last lovely, time he went into hospital that, that before was, he died. That, he was in... I know he, he was in good shape, but he, he had been warned, very severe warning from Ballinasloe that he was you know, and on his last But I think you warning. could, in the, that time, you could... you you. Okay, he didn't drink for a good few months, there, but he was something had changed in his brain. Uh, you knew, you knew something was. He was, he was not the same. He kept repeating himself, and yeah, you know, yeah. uh, an awful I think lot. He was damaged. He, I think he was, was damaged. Yeah, I think so. yeah, he was silly. He was childish the way he kind of talked near the end, like you know. I thought that you know, silly sort Just of repeated. You kind of knew he he would probably die then. Everything, endlessly. But that was way too late, anyway. I mean. Because I had seen he had started deteriorating in, in the autumn before that. He had been up in Balnaslow. And, um, but how did he walk? When he came out. It was only a few months yeah. before he died. <coughs> he was off the drink for a few months, but, but his... Uh, like an old man. Brain. glass of Guinness, you were going to start. Damage. You, you noticed that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was he was. <coughs> he wasn't quite there anymore. Another week and he was gone again. Yeah. Suddenly, you know. At this stage, we, we, we had split up. I had asked him to leave because I couldn't um, have a young child and, and, and live, live, live with him anymore. But, um, um, and then, I, uh, so he stayed with a friend, Dave Barry, out in Salt Hill. He stayed out there a lot and... Um, yeah, he looked after himself. He tried, and he. he but it was, I think it was too late. All the boys were around, and and, and uh, Nina was there, and uh, so eventually he did. The monk came and gave him the last one. Right, Mammy was there, and Jackie, and he said, uh, looked around. He, she was, oh, you know. Come down to me, he said. And he, uh, he closed your eyes and he kissed your eyelids. That's all he did. He did that to her. And she wasn't a bit like that. She wasn't like, she, she wasn't like himself. She wasn't, uh, there wasn't a sentimental bone in her body. Like she was a lovely person. And uh, she was very moved at that. Yeah, yeah. So there was a bit of a pause in him all the time. Sensitive person. Although, I mean, this is the time actually, I, I think I got the closest I ever got to Mickey, was these last few weeks. It, it was, um, I got, uh, Got to kind of know him, the the real the real Mickey, the the inside this surface of, of of drink and being a hard man and witty man and all this witty witty. He was so funny and 
so everybody will tell you. And but behind that, um, surface and and um, I remember how the, I, it's probably the day one or two days before he died. He he. He he wouldn't. Um, he wasn't allowed to drink anymore. I, I don't know why, but so he was as dry as sandpaper in his mouth and lips cracked open. You could see he was just all. All he wanted was just a little sip of water, and uh, wasn't allowed to give it to him. And I took. He brought in the sponge, and I just wet the sponge and and dabbed his lip with the sponge and. How grateful he was for that. <laughs> so, his eyes told me that, you know, and, and it was it was a, it was it was really lovely to although we didn't speak much because he wasn't quite able, but there was a kind of some kind of communication there between us, those the last couple of weeks. It's an understanding without talking about it. It was just there, and it was it was really it was quite beautiful, and I'm very glad we had that. And, and you know, somehow the, those last couple of days there made up for a lot of the bad times we had had earlier, you know. Uh, yeah, and then the, the day I, he died, um, <clears throat> I spent a, a lot of time up in the hospital. Near, I was there most of the time, but um, I was really into <laughs> Coronation Street in those days. <laughs> and, I, and it was coming up to... I, I, I was all, had been up there all day, and I thought, okay, coronation starts now. I need a break. I have to have a break. So I just ran home and put on this program and watched it, and just watched it without watching it. I couldn't didn't have a clue what was happening in the program <laughs> because I was just in, I was just so restless, and I couldn't wait till it was over because then I could run up to the hospital and then. But I wouldn't let myself go because I can't force myself to have that break. And anyway, the program was over. Back up to the hospital, and that's when he died. He maybe after a few minutes after my arrival. In the hospital, then the beard was. They had shaved that off. He was just Mickey, you know. Maybe she just. Um finish up, mm. but is there anything you'd like to say? 
yourself that we wouldn't have asked you? Oh, not that comes to my mind now. If you had one picture of him, what would it be? One picture? Well, I, just as you asked that now, I just... <laughs> the picture that came to my head was that... Often, as we walked home at night after playing, he would stop at the bridge and just... he wanted to stop and look into the river for a while and wish that he was a fish <laughs> in the river. <laughs> that, that's where he wanted to be, free in the river. <laughs> Just sit back and relax and laugh at the world as it spins slowly by. <laughs> who, needs, who needs to worry? Let the other people worry. Let the know-alls worry for a change.